0: Welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff.
1: And I'm Jake.
0: Good morning.
1: Good morning. So I could always so you <laughs> and I really only see each other on mornings we record unless we've right. got something special we're doing. Romantic well, dates and exactly. So we did we even talk about that last no nope. last That's week. On my list. We missed a lot of things last week. We did. Um, we got we, we had a lot to talk about though. Yeah, we do. So anyway Or do did and do. So normally we record Thursday mornings, which is we're finally back doing. I guess but are we i don't know i'm not working in. i'm not working thursdays from now on okay i'm done done with my regularly scheduled um hospitalization stuff so the um sorry let me get my phone off the table the uh so i can always tell when jeff is tired because when i come in his hood is up and there's a rock star or some form of energy drink on the... It's either red or purple. Today, it's purple. It's usually purple now. I'm is trying pur- to stick with the purples. Oh, okay. Is that, yeah. is that uh, zero, cal- zero calories, zero, zero sugar? Zero
0: calories, zero sugar, grape. Grape. Well, because what I was doing is I really like... Um, if I go to Dutch Brothers, mm-hmm. I'll get a pomegranate Red Bull. Okay. Rebel. It's not Red Bull rebel yeah they they were used to do red bulls but then they created their own energy drink and now it's rebel
1: gotcha Anyways, so okay.
0: it's that's my little treat right but then i was like dude i can make that at home well then i was doing like rock stars and pomegranate like syrup mm-hmm. but then i was like i'm just literally just adding more sugar so i was like i'm gonna get sugar-free energy drink and then add pomegranate flavoring well then it's like i'm still this is just sugar that i'm adding mm-hmm. so then I was only doing like sugar free whatever this is, gotcha. And then I found grape, and it was flavored enough to like enjoy. So now I don't do pomegranate anymore. But I'll treat myself a little bit with Dutch.
1: Continue. Treat yourself. <laughs> that's right. You got to do that. It's a little bit of self care. important. It's, yeah. it's important. You got to do the little things that uh, that get you through the day. Um. But yeah, no. That's uh, so we came in. You know I'm tired. I know I'm. I know you're tired when your hood is up. And your your voice was your voice was kind of hoarse this morning. Yeah, you've had a lot going on. Yeah, so let's catch up.
0: It's been awesome. I,
1: that's sarcasm.
0: How much do I have to go through, dude? Dude, twenty twenty
1: just took a huge dump right on you.
0: It's just in my lap, just chilling. <laughs> I just don't know. Uh, Saturday, I was supposed to go. Um, it was my buddy's Cody's birthday. And he was doing this big barbecue out at Rooster Rock, and he got, like, a covered area and
1: everything. Rooster Rock's open?
0: Uh, Yeah. Really? Um, Okay. And I think he wanted to play disc golf, but it was pouring rain. Um, Mm -hmm. And Cody always comes to everything I do. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to go out to his birthday. Like, I'm going to show him the same support. So, Jen's like, you can go. I'm not sitting in the rain. So, I get up, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to get ready to go. And Dexter is just, like, not looking well. And... She's like, I'm worried about him. And I was like, well, let me see. And so we're looking at him, and he's like, he can't catch his breath. And then I, like, lift his lip up. His gums were as white as this table. No kidding. Like, I looked at her, and she was, like, my reaction was, like, enough for her to be terrified. Because I was scared. Mm -hmm. I was like, he needs to go. And so... I was supposed to leave at like noon to head to Rooster Rock. So instead, I'm heading to the veterinary hospital down over by Costco. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it just, it just happened so fast. Like you had to pull in, you can't go in, right? You mm-hmm. can't like anything. They come out, they're like, here's the paperwork. Okay. We'll take your dog and then we'll go. And then we're like filling out the paperwork and then. They're like, hey, he needs to stay with us for hours. Like, we're going to give him medication. We're going to keep him in oxygen. Um, he's going to be with us probably overnight. Like, he doesn't look good. And we're like, okay. And and then we went home. And, like, that was the last moment we're going to see the dog. Like, it was just in a panic. Like, mm-hmm. oh, God, here. Okay, yeah, take care of him. Oh, okay, sign the papers. We're sitting have, out in our car. I would
1: just, dude, I couldn't. You're just like you couldn't be in there with him. There's no way. Nothing. I would, oh my God, I didn't know that. Yes. I didn't know. I, that's even worse. So then we
0: leave and we're both just crying on the way home because yeah. are we ever going to see him again? Was that it? Was that the last goodbye?
1: Mm-hmm. And it was rushed and then and you it, don't feel like you got, yes. you got that. Oh my yes. God, dude. I couldn't imagine.
0: So in September, he was diagnosed with heart failure. And so we knew this was coming. Mm-hmm. They're
1: like, yeah, he might live
0: a week. He might live a year. Like, we don't know. Um, and it's been about nine months, right? So, I'm like, holy shit. And so, before we leave, they're like, hey, we need a deposit of X amount of dollars. I
1: can't. Oh, my God. (laughs) Veterinary hospitals. Yeah. Yeah. Emergency hospitals,
0: right? Before we move forward on anything. And they're like, and Jen's like... OK, um, yeah, I'll talk to my husband. Um, and, uh, well, can you give us a few hours? And he's like, you got like 30 minutes and then we'll we need to start either making progression on medicine and stuff or you need to take him home or we need to euthanize him. Um, and he wasn't that cold. He was very, very helpful. Mm-hmm. This, this doctor was. So she's like, all right. She hangs up the phone and looks at me and goes, what do you want to do? And I go, whatever it fucking takes. And she's like, are you sure? And I was like, I don't care how much it costs. I don't work this shitty-ass job every day not to be able to take care of you and my dog. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't care what it costs. I will pay it. Um, Later, she brings up, you know, we spent X amount of dollars on IVF that didn't work. And I go, that's an excellent point. We literally threw X amount of dollars in the trash. I'll spend X amount of dollars to save my my dog's life, right? So we pay the down payment and they're like you know it's like we might reach this cap Mm -hmm. or we might go over depending on what we run into that night um and if we don't there's a refund right so we come home and i didn't go to the party obviously and literally we just fucking cried all day long dude just like it was just torture the whole day and just like is this is the last the moment. Am I gonna see him? Do we need to put him down? Like, there's no answers. We mm-hmm. have no answers. We don't know what's happening. Um and then he's like, Just you know, you can call in any time and check in. So Jen's like calling every three hours. She was so annoying to the doctor's like she had to have been <laughs> But I get I'm it. Sure you know? yeah, I'm and I'm sure they're used to it. Yeah, and and she was like, you know, uh they're like okay, we got him on, we started some medication. We need like six hours, seven hours to like, see how it affects him and slowly wean him off the oxygen. So then she's sitting there and she's just like, you know, I know he's freaking out in there because he doesn't have us. Right. I know that's a part of it. And like, maybe we should just bring him home and maybe we should just do this. And maybe, you know what I mean? So she calls and she says all that. And the doctor's like, look, I don't think you should bring him home. Like I'm seeing positive signs in him. This was like at 11 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. Um, He's doing better. He's still on oxygen, but I can tell he's feeling better. Um, and and then he says the one thing that just breaks our heart. He goes, "I can tell that he he he's wanting more attention than we can give him." And we're just like, "Oh God!" Because we know we he's mm-hmm. so needy, so dependent. Uh, these two, mm-hmm. Jen and Dexter. Oh my God! They're just they need each other, right? So. After that conversation, though, he's like, and but Jen's like, also like, look, dude, I have a ton of like medical bills myself. Like, if we can get any money back, that would be awesome. Like, what is this costing us overall to that cap? And he was like, look, the money, the majority of the money is coming from having him on oxygen. As soon as we get him off oxygen, then you're just paying for him to be here, which is like twenty bucks an hour, which is not a bad deal. Mm-hmm. And so. You'll probably get a refund if if we can get him off the oxygen. So that made us feel a little better. The fact that he said he was feeling better got us feeling mm-hmm. a little better. Um, then we had to try to sleep that night, right? <laughs> Which that's, so, that's a futile, exercise. Yeah, I mean, we were so exhausted though. Mm-hmm. We we slept pretty. We slept pretty good. Like I, okay. I gamed a little bit to kind of escape, and then and then I went to bed. Um, and we got up and we went and picked him up. And as soon as we picked him up, we cried the whole way home because we we're happy that he's home. Mm-hmm. I'm happy that he's, he was just like, he was so out of it. They gave him a sedative because he was just so anxious, right? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, they don't really know the dog. So they're like, oh, what are the, if these episodes are happening, maybe give him a sedative for anxiety and blah, 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 blah. And like, Jen's like, well, when, when people come over, or when we are going to leave, do we give him the sedative? And I'm like, no, like. We know this dog. He's yeah. fine. He If there's if there's fireworks, if, if if something, then maybe consider a sedative. But let's get him back to normal off these sedatives and off these medications that are kind of dragging him down. And let's see how he's living, if he's actually doing well. Because if he's going to be like a zombie like this, then maybe we need to consider quality of life. Yeah. She took him off, has him on all these, these um, diuretics because the heart disease will build fluid up in the lungs. Mm-hmm diuretic clears the lungs so but the so um but i had noticed some difference in him and i'm like for the last month or two and i'm like is there anything we can do jen she's like they didn't told me and i don't think so and i'm like there's got to be maybe an increase in the medication and then check his you know there, well, there has to be something yeah. because i feel like he's getting worse well that didn't ever get addressed until this <laughs> crisis right mm-hmm. so now she's like hey when you start noticing those things tell me again because we'll manage them instead of managing a crisis yeah um and so now i have to go to work right and she she's home which is awesome but yesterday was the real first time that like i i start seeing little moments of dexter like oh there he is like that's mm-hmm. him Uh, But I don't really get to see him or be around him. And she's home with him all day. And she said last night, like, we have this pillow. And he always just attacks his pillow. (laughs) And she's like, tonight he actually attacked the pillow a little bit. And I was like, oh, like, there he is. (laughs) Like, okay, we're good. She took him to the vet. Vet says most of his levels are good. Uh, We're going to get him on some new food, some uh, uh, senior dog food. Okay. Um, But yeah he's doing okay. great yeah
1: well, that's that's good. That's he's doing so good. Well.
0: It was fucking terrible dude mm-hmm. but it's it's just good to have him you know and then I come home one day and she's like crying. I'm like, why are you crying? She's like, I was just sitting here looking at pictures. I'm like he's right here like we we I mean the 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 value we put on the time that we now have we can't even mm-hmm. I can't even explain it. yeah she said last night uh he sleeps at the foot of our bed um and sometimes he'll like move up and move down and move up and move down she said last night i was dead asleep and she said she watched she woke up and watched me reach down and touch him i don't remember this she said i reached down and touched him and then put my hand back and went back to snoring she's like i don't even think you were awake but you like wanted to check Mm -hmm. and i was like oh weird i don't remember that so it's stressful, but she's got to get up at like five a.m. to get him medicines. Mm-hmm. She's like, "It's worth it. I don't care." <laughs> so it's a lot of work, and uh, it was it's worth it all because he's he's rad. Yeah, he's a good he's, dog. He's a good dog. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that just throw that on top <laughs> of everything else, dude.
1: Man, I don't know how you. I think just. Once again, I don't know how you guys do it, but, um, you do yeah. and it's, it's inspirational. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm so glad Dexter. Cause I mean, I've ever, I'm coming over here all the time. Right. I right? you know, I see him and know how, how special he is to you. Mm-hmm. And then when you start telling that story and I couldn't imagine that was me and Bo or, or Tucker, right. you know, we're on, we're, um, we're in the, that position. I'd be in, i just be an absolute, just. I'd be a wreck. I would be inconsolable.
0: Well, and Clay and Taryn came over this last weekend. and they they did. They were here. And um, Jen and I ran to the store or something. Mm -hmm. We ran somewhere real quick. And we're like, hey, well, we're gone. Will you keep an eye on him? And they're like, yeah, sure. And I guess when we were gone, he was like just whining at the door and then clay's like what the hell is he looking at and terren's like i think he's like looking for jen and jeff (laughs) and we're like we can never leave him again
1: (laughs) 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 oh man yeah
0: so like i mean we have some trips planned even in like we you know there's a trip to long beach that we have planned with the family and they're like you can only bring two dogs well jen's mom's like i'm bringing my dog and jen's brother dave's like i'm bringing my dog and i told jen straight up look if one of those don't aren't willing to like not bring their dog so we can bring dexter i ain't going mm-hmm. like i'm not leaving him here yeah for days yeah or or with my sister because if something happens and he's with my family members i would feel like crap dude so yeah yeah we're super needy and uh he's the best though she told me the other day at night she was like walking to the table with her food and she like stopped and she was like dexter dexter looking around couldn't find him he was so close to her she couldn't see him
1: <laughs> just right on her head right on her hip dude that's awesome
0: so he's the best um if you haven't seen him, I'll post a. I'll post this. I found. I was looking through pictures. Also, there's this picture of him. I posted it on my page, mm-hmm. but I'll post it on say what you mean. But it is my favorite picture of him. Like he's. It was like two years ago, and he's running full speed at me, mm-hmm. and I was laying on the ground, and I just like captured this I moment with him it. smiling. And I think I, was I remember just that like, picture. I I was telling Jen like. Honestly, I might get a Dexter tattoo, and I want to do – if I could get, like, find an artist on, like, Fiverr or something to, like, Disney-fy that picture of him to make him look like a Disney character or maybe, like, a cartoon character mm-hmm. and then have that tattooed on me, I think it would be so f- just awesome. Yeah. I think it would be a cool picture. Probably. um So that's something I've been looking into. Anyways, so it got shitty, but things are good. He's He's good. I mean, we're valuing every moment, so – you know, when I leave, it's, it's stupid, but, like, I try to remember what he feels like, and, and, you know, yeah, it's stupid, but it's it's these damn dogs, man. They're crazy, <laughs> what they do to us. It's crazy. They're family members. They really are, and I mean, and especially, like, you know, Jen always says, and Jen has been saying this a lot lately, like, it's so strange. Like, Jen has always told me, you know, everything happens for a reason, and so many times I'm like, well, what the fuck is this mm-hmm. happening for? Like, why? Um, and just through Jen's disease of endometriosis and, like, through our adventures our of, like, infertility and how miserable it's been, her she's had so many late nights of just, like, curled up by the toilet just in pain, in excruciating pain because of endometriosis. And every night she always knew he was right outside the door. Or if she's up on the couch just dying of pain and not feeling well and not feeling well enough to, like, sleep, he was always there. So she, in this conversation of like everything happens for a reason, she always said, like, you know, now we're seeing the end of his life, but we had him at the beginning kind of of all this. So, like, maybe he was just brought here for this season of our life mm-hmm. to get us through this because God knows that this lady could not have done that. Like, and I work nights and stuff, so I'm not there a lot of times. Well, this puppy was, right? Mm-hmm. So. I don't know man they are family members but I think they're I think sometimes they can be more than that you know I mean more not not I don't know if you can be more than family but it's like I don't know you I, it's weird because I would make fun of anybody else saying this stuff right but it's me and I'm like I mean I can't express mm-hmm. the love I have for this dog but if it's anyone else I'm like dude chill out it's just a dog <laughs> Why you got an Instagram for your dog, you creep?
1: I know, right? Who does that? Alright, all
0: right? But I get it. I mean, I get it, I guess. But I don't know. He's my boy. He's my dog. Yeah. He's my sweet boy.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I understand the love for dogs. I mean, you know how close I am to Bo to and oh, yeah. and, uh, and Tucker. Um, So it's... You get it. I get it. Yeah. I mean, Bo... Yeah, I mean, I, I truly believe that I rescued, I recu- I mean, I rescued Bo for a reason. Mm-hmm. He was there in my dark, and like, he was the only one there in my darkest, lowest moment. Right. And he got me out of it. Yep. So, and I I know it. I know I know that feeling. I couldn't, like, there is there is not a dime I wouldn't spend to get an extra five minutes with him. And, yeah, exactly. So, and like,
0: after this, I'm like, it was worth every penny, wasn't it? And she's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's been, you know, I didn't think we would have a week, and it's been almost a week. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, it's like now we're now we're focused on maintenance right keeping him keeping him healthy keeping him maintained, and 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 living life and not you know paying attention more maybe listening to jeff a little more when he's like hey uh is there anything else we can do because he's acting a little weird yeah and then reacting instead on that instead of a crisis Mm -hmm. anyways one thing we mentioned last week that we didn't get to talk about that i want to get to is your photography project
1: oh okay I'm not gonna reveal too much That's fine. because I
0: You've been teasing it. been teasing it on social media.
1: I know, I have been. And it has been And I'm sharing your teases. <laughs> thank you. I have been um I've been slowly dropping yeah, like you said, teases. Mm-hmm. Little little clues and clues in the images about yeah. what it what it is and uh Different locations, and I've got three more photos to take. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, four. Okay. Three more locations, but I have four more to take. Okay. And uh, it's just a, it's a gift to myself. Oh, okay. Um, more more than anything, but it's also, I think, something that I'm going to use photos. I have, I'm I am proud of my photography. I think I'm getting better but i'm I also value in one thing I know I'm good at, and mm-hmm. that is writing and expressing myself through mm-hmm. written word for sure and I'm going to use those my two gifts mm-hmm. to try to and to try to one catalog my own journey mm-hmm. of depression but then also have it as like a almost has you know have it as not really a i guess a teaching tool but just like what depression is, what it does, Mm -hmm. and how, you know, how you navigate through the waves of that, and the, like, the awakening and recovery, so Mm -hmm. there's a series of, it's going to be seven photos, so I'm going to, I've determined, because I know one of the questions I was talking about was, um, am I going to release all the images at the same time, I'm going to image, release them as I take them. And I've decided that I'm going to wait until I have all seven done, but okay. I'm going to release one each day of the week. Okay. So that way it gives each individual photo the proper attention, um, attention that each one deserves because I've put a ton of work into this. I can't tell you how many hours I've spent...
0: I I believe it.
1: On different ...at different locations yeah. trying to get the perfect photo. Mm-hmm. I have... Dude, I'm a madman when I'm out there trying to get (laughs) that perfect image that I have in my head captured. And, dude, I was at, well, one of the places at Molten Falls. Mm -hmm. Anybody who's, like, on my Instagram will probably recognize that bridge. It's a a fairly popular place. Um, But if you go there when it's rainy, um, not a lot of people are there. Right. So you can kind of have it to yourself. Well, having my, I went up, it took me three trips up there to mm-hmm. finally be able to get the right lighting oh, wow, and to get the right, um, just the, the right timing, mm-hmm. everything perfect. And I was able to capture it two days ago. Mm-hmm. So I was really excited about that, but it was like keeping, so I wanted my camera first. I started camera and myself on the same side of the river. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, I want, I want to go to the falls. So I went to the falls and tried to do that. And then I was like, I got a really good photo of the falls, mm-hmm. but you couldn't. Like, I wasn't in the right spot. I'm like, I got to go back up there, but I want the bridge. But I need the bridge <laughs> at a certain lighting right. because it's a it's at a bend. Right. So when you've got sun here, mm-hmm. that's in shade. Right. So you're constantly dealing with these crazy, like, crazy lighting. So I had to sit there and wait for three hours for the sun to get at the perfect level. Right. To where my, everything was going to be perfectly sh- exposed. I love that. Could freeze the water just enough to get my reflection and the reflection of the bridge. hmm but I needed to be across the river, right? For this to happen, so I had to go all the way up, go across the run across the bridge, come down the other side. Which there's no trail. Right. Like I had to like blaze a trail down like a grade. Do you that's have a remote? Super, uh, no, I had somebody take a hit in the shutter for me. You need a remote, Jake. I'm getting a remote today. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. That's what. That's how I'm going to take my last three. Okay. okay. With, with remote. Oh, I was I'm, I'm going to those locations by myself, and um. So the. So, yeah, so it's just, um, it's a lot of work put into these. Um,
0: I appreciate that craft. Yeah, it's
1: a lot. And I I think that they're going to, I think they're going to turn out well. Um, Each one gets, it's going from dark images to light images is how that's, how it's going to be And this, this, it's going to be, like I said, six locations and the seventh one is going to be. It's in my head. I'm that's that yeah. one. Nobody <laughs> nobody knows about it. Okay, good. Not a single soul knows what the seventh image is right. going to be. But the um, I'm excited to reveal it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I don't. So the three I've taken so far are Kalama Canyon, the Kalama Canyon, Molten Falls, and Cascade Locks. Mm-hmm the the other three I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say yeah don't Um, but the that's already too much I know so I'm I'm excited uh, I'm excited for everybody to 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 uh, to see them read them Uh, I'm going to I one thing that always like kind of one thing that has always driven my desire to take photos is in meaning behind photos like. I wanted when I do photography, it's more about putting meaning into the images more than it is just taking a pretty picture of scenes. Absolutely, and so it, I, and, that, and that's where the, that's for me that's where the art comes from, and so in conjunction with the the image that i'm creating at each one of these locations and like the theme of, of it i also want to each image have a song from a a lyric like a lyric from the song i mm-hmm. think captures what i'm feeling in those moments and put that in the put that as the as the title of, right. of each image mm-hmm. so because i've always i've done that a lot with all my other with all my other photographs has been um, tying songs to images mm-hmm. and how I'm feeling in those moments. So, um, that's something else that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So that's, it's a lot of fun. This has been a ton of fun. I can only do it because I'm not working. <laughs> right. If I was working, this would be, cause I have to like, it's like, I'll, I'll be looking outside I'm like, all right, lighting's good. Go. Mm-hmm. And I'll be, and I'll, I'll just take off. And I spent, I was, I was on the river until nine o'clock at night the other Jeez. night, all, yeah. all the way up in the, all the way up in like all the way up in the canyon. <laughs> Um, taking photo, like taking long exposure shots of, of waterfalls. Mm -hmm. And dude, I just, I live in those moments where I'm like on the hunt for that perfect image and I can just like set up on this rock over this waterfall. Like it's kind of dangerous, yeah like one slip and no more Jake, but it's dude, it's, dude, it's so worth it. Can you swim? I can. Okay. Yeah. But just I, like <laughs> when I was in, when I was in Calama with my friend Kenan, Yeah. and it's just, dude, just rain was just pouring down, mm-hmm. slashing down. Like I'm doing everything I can to keep water droplets off of my lens. Mm-hmm. I'm just soaked, dude. I've gone in like three times trying to get out to this rock right. and just jumping from river rock to river rock, trying to get my, trying to get my tripod on the one rock and then getting back over to like setting up everything, aperture, shutter, focus, all of that, figuring out lighting. And then trying to get back to where I need to be right. just to be in the image. And, dude, it's just, I'm just having so much fun doing yeah. this. And it's such a gr- it's such a growth to be able to do this for myself because so much, I'll say this, so much of my life has been, all the decisions that I've made has even been driven by my own internal anxiety. Mm-hmm or the feeling of pressure of other people telling sure. me this is what you should do or mm-hmm. like settling for less because I don't feel like I deserve to go for everything. Right. And this is my gift to me. I'm taking this time for the next month, the next week and a half, I should have this completely done by next, by next Saturday. The I've taken this three, this like three week period to perf- to 100% perfect this exactly how I want to do it, regardless of the amount of money, that it takes the amount of time that it Mm -hmm. takes the amount of miles I'm putting on my lease vehicle, Mm -hmm. like all, like I'm just, none of it matters. What matters is getting this image done to the exact way that I want it. Mm -hmm. And I'm so happy doing that. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's amazing. It's, it's a lot of fun.
0: It's kind of been cool for me in a sense, because you have sent me the images and you're like, what do you think about these two? And I have opinions but then I ask you, what are you trying to say? Mm-hmm. And then it gives me insight into you and your feelings and your journey, which I is the part I like. So if that's just a little bit of, you know, obviously that's an element to it, right? You're now explaining to me the purpose of this image. So getting to hear from you what you're going for, but also what you're going through, mm-hmm. it it makes the image mean more to me looking at it. That's just a tease, right? Yeah. So when this is all done, and if it means that to me now, I'm excited to see what your imagery with the music, with the lyrics or titles or whatever you're using, just together to see this creation. And I hope and I know that for friends, family and and fans of the show, it'll. I, I know people will be very excited to see what you're doing. Even through Uh, just the one image you've, you've, we've had a conversation about, mm -hmm.
1: um, you think they're good images? Yeah. Okay.
0: Gorgeous images. Thank you. And now when you're talking about dark and light and I've seen what I've seen, Mm -hmm. it's going to be epic. So
1: yeah, I'm putting, I'm putting my full, my full creative spirit into this yeah and that's Kind of scary for me because I'm so literal and analytical mm-hmm. that using the, brain, and analytical. The, using the other side of my brain. You are very literal and analytical. Using the other side of my brain is in conjunction with my analytical side because yeah. because there's because I want to put purpose like purposefully put these things in these images. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, just in, giant
0: words that say, "Hey, dummies! This is how I so, feel." So,
1: so much, so much of I've done it. I've done it in the past. Yeah, has been with chalkboard or yeah. whiteboard with the words written the on it, words. and have that in the image. Yeah, you saw that. You yeah. helped me with one of those. Mm-hmm. And um, that is, I'm not doing that this time. I'm letting the images speak for themselves. They're right. Trusting my audience to to get what I'm saying. So, what
0: I appreciate about that is, you know, I I played in bands. I've written lyrics, right? Those lyrics are very personal to me. They're words. They okay. are words. And when you read those words, I always try to be, I, I want to leave room for interpretation. I don't want to spell it all out, right? Mm-hmm. um But when I read those words, it takes me instantly back to a moment, instantly back to a feeling, instantly back to a person, right? um But when someone else hears it, or someone else reads those lyrics, it means something different. They might interpret it to mean something else, right? Mm-hmm. But And same with your photos. When you take those photos, it means something. It takes you back to a place, a person, a feeling, right? But there's also this little bit of fear or, or curiosity almost where it's like, I wonder what this means to someone else. How are they interpreting this? You know, I've heard musicians talk about like songs are like your children. You know, you, you put them out to the world and just hope they do well, right? But then also with these with these putting the music out there, putting these images out there, how are people going to respond? How are they going to interpret it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It could be very different from, from what you meant and what you said. And it's not wrong, but sometimes you're like, whoa, that's what you got from that? But that's just stemming from their own life, yeah. right? Their
1: own experiences. Yeah. yeah. I know when you sent me the lyrics of the song that you wrote recently, mm-hmm. um, it conjured up a lot of my own personal feelings mm-hmm. and personal memories. Mm-hmm. And um that's what's so great about art mm-hmm. is that it it can do that mm-hmm. and especially music. Yeah. And how that um can elicit emotion. Mm-hmm. So awesome. And you're good you're such a good writer when it I comes need to, to do those it lyrics. More. You should because you're really good at I it, do it more. and that song like those those lyric those lyrics, like, especially for like my recent like mm-hmm. my for me, especially with a lot of the raw emotions that I'm trying to process through right now, a lot I could tie a lot of those in those like wrap those up in those lyrics that you wrote, right. so like one that was really i mean for me those were really really good because mm-hmm. it's really relevant to my life right now, so um
0: but even even though these lyrics. I wrote with your situation and thoughts and feelings in mind. They're coming from my life mm-hmm. and my writings. You know what we, I
1: mean? We like we all have shared we all have shared experiences yeah. and shared emotions. Yeah. And although we may not ever know exactly what anybody else is going through or what is driving th- those emotions and those feelings, mm-hmm. we have all felt those feelings. Yes. So we can <laughs> at least in those at least at that level we can all empathize with each other and right. we can all understand each other a little bit. And I think that is that's room for solidarity. That's mm-hmm. room for friendship. Mm-hmm. And that's where all of this lives and that's all where we can live. And I think we can take those that that same understanding about feelings and music and art, dude, and apply it to everything. Like protests. Yeah. You may not understand what's causing those protests, but we've all felt anger at something that we can't And and if it felt like we've lacked agency and have Mm -hmm. needed to just yell. Right. And say we something needs to change. Either that's like at the micro level in your personal life Mm -hmm. or at the macro level at your government. We have all felt it. Yeah. Whether it's bike lanes or it's or it's racial injustice. Yeah. We've all felt it. For sure. Yeah.
0: That's a great point. All right. See you next week. (laughs) 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 Oh, gosh, man. Yeah, I'm excited. Can't wait. A few more weeks?
1: I should have the last image taken next Saturday. Okay. And I will start releasing them that Monday. So I go Monday to Party.
0: Sunday. All right. Stay tuned. If you're listening, I know CJ's excited. He loves photography. Does he? Oh, but yeah. We need to get him back He's on. He's good at it. Yeah. yeah.
1: Is he good at it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat>
0: yeah, we do need to get him back on. I was thinking about that. We still have the top 10 uh guilty pleasure songs to go through four guilty four sorry
1: okay i was gonna say i gotta come up with a few more yeah no
0: four guilty pleasure (laughs) songs um so we didn't forget and we'll get back um just life is kind of restarting and kicking back and Mm -hmm. i've never needed a vacation more yeah (laughs) well i'm on vacation yeah i I work like two or three days a week but it's yeah i need a i need a disneyland bad this year yeah
1: you do but yeah, you not do. gonna happen. Alright, so what's next on your docket?
0: Oh boy, I don't know. You you have a lot that you wanted to talk about, and I have
1: some stuff I want to talk about, but we could just start with you. You sure? Yeah. We just talked about my photography though for the last ten minutes. You wanna, you you wanna talk go? about what you want I want to hear what you have to say. Okay. Well, I don't know how deep we want to go in this, but We saw uh, an expression
0: on social media.
1: Jake got triggered yep. a little bit. Jake got triggered. So my I'm scrolling through social media, and I came across something on on Instagram, on the gram, and uh, it was in a a story. And so I... It was like, click on this link to read more. And I'm like, well, I don't agree with this, so I'm going to... But before I just like... My head just explodes. The 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 statement was pretty bold. It was, you cannot be anti-racist without being also anti-capitalist right i was like
0: yeah <laughs> wait a second and economic jake was triggered
1: so i was like hmm so but i'm not going to be the guy that just reads headlines gets mad makes a statement and then doesn't read i'm like i want to hear this per- i want to hear this out
0: yeah to we'll see your family member from the other room right yeah
1: yeah i'm not going to do that so i uh, i um I go in, that's shot number two. <laughs> like, <laughs> <I> go, <laughs> the um, So I, I I click on the link that said follow, like to get, read the full story here. So yeah. I, I click and uh, I'm reading and it's like page, it's literally just like, it's I guess the only way you could probably post like a long expose is, like thing on Instagram. So it's like, you can post multiple images, so all of the it's like a PowerPoint. Like they took a bunch of PowerPoint slides. Uploaded was it them on as, a story? It was, no. On it was, it story? was on no. It was on a page on an Instagram page. page. Gotcha. Yeah. So, okay. it like, so it was like so it's like you scroll right swiping. every single time. It's like basically like a PowerPoint slide. Each 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 image was like a new set of words written on like on the slide. So like on so I'm swiping. And it's like it starts spelling out like capitalism is a hierarchical uh, institution that creates haves and haves-nots and it centralizes wealth amongst amongst the ruling the ru- ruling social elite and it um and then it creates false dichotomy it creates this false dichotomy that constantly traps people into slavery because um through through like through wage through like wages and the need of wages and um and then also so since slavery is a hierarchical Slavery in conjunction is also a hierarchical um, institution amongst slaves and owner, among slave owners and slaves. They in conjunction reinforce each other. And it's like a parrot. And they call it a parrot. And the the writer called it a parasitic relationship. Mm -hmm. Then goes on to say the solution is socialism, where you overthrow this two class system of owners and workers and you allow, you take that power and wealth and centralize it back to the people Mm -hmm. through a democratic process that then the people decide, I'm guessing they didn't go on to explain what kind of democratic system, I'm going to guess it's just simple majority, (laughs) um, decide all of the decisions in the economy. Mm -hmm. And that is going to get rid of... That false dichotomy so here's what i have to say if it's a democratic process and you have 51 percent of the of the voters of the people say that this is the decision we're going to make we're going to make so much of x and we're not going to make s- this much of y or we're not going to make y entirely because we need to revert all of our resources to x those the opinion the opinions in the in the um in the the values and in what the the 49 want are now trumped so how is that I'm sorry like how is that really any different Any different it's still it's still it's still creating haves that. and haves nots mm-hmm. look well, that's just the simple thing I'm, I'm saying but you're saying capitalism created they saying capitalism necessitates slavery that is where that absolute is where I have the biggest is where I have my biggest gripe because mm-hmm. I could also argue that capitalism that it was market it was that it was market forces that ultimately ended. The that ultimately ended slavery, right? Because through cons- the change in consumer preferences, through imagery and marketing, and and grassroots movements from the starting with the Quakers and growth through the abolitionist movement in England, and then that how that transferred that what that was basically as a transatlantic as much as the. The slave trade was transatlantic. So was the abolitionist movement mm-hmm. was transatl- transatl- transatlantic. And those those values and those principles eventually changed consumer preferences to the point where it eroded um, the it, people stopped buying slave sugar. That's and then basically that lessened the power. And over time, that completely that led to the abolition of of slavery in in, in England and all of and then eventually all of its colonies. And then in France. And then in, and then eventually through the Civil War. The United States. I just I, I, I've asked it because you that writer relied so much on Marx talking about how capitalism r- keeps socialism from happening and keeps a slavery dichotomy because that as, there, as the writer stated through they talk about class, con- class consciousness and that is something that i find just an absolutely absurd idea that somehow through class consciousness that we're all going to have this that 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 was central to marx's argument they used this writer is using marx's argument marx's ideology 100% that was the only thing he was relying on to make this argument is that through because class, what class consciousness it, it it is all of this is all of this writers arguments were underpinned by this idea of what class consciousness is and I'm okay I need to get to it and actually explain that so what class consciousness is according to Marx is that everybody in the working class comes to this realization that they all are workers and there is this dichotomy between owners and workers and they have the solidarity amongst each other and then therefore all of their all of their preferences all of their values all of their principles all of their wants all of their needs then become the same they overthrow the owners, and then that, and then create this you create this utopia of workers where everybody then has because they have the same class consciousness, therefore all want the same things and are going to work together to achieve this egalitarian economic system. Mm-hmm. without Without the understanding of that, how are you going to get to class consciousness when every single individual person has their own i has their own ideas and their own wants. It's not just something that you can just, I don't think you can just come to this unified idea of what I like, what I want to spend my money on. Like, there are certain things that I like that you don't like. There's all of these personal preferences. How do you overcome individual self-interest to get to a common class consciousness?
0: Right. One thought. The I nation, just had. The,
1: the power of the nation state, can't even do that. Yeah. And that is the most powerful entity that humans have ever created. Think about the nation and what that has done psychologically to every individual who lives within the nation state system, especially a strong nation state system like the Western, like Western states. Mm-hmm. That doesn't even have enough to to garner complete solidarity amongst each other. There are so many different things that pull at, e- at that pull at us. Look, look at our society right now. We're 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 as far apart. As we have ever, as we have been since the Civil War right now.
0: But is that a direct result from the workers and the owners system? How so? I'm just saying, is that an argument? Is that a question that could be made, right? So we are sort of torn apart. We can't come up with the same idea. But is is Marx arguing that that class consciousness will come to fruition in a capitalistic system, right? because if it is supposed to happen within that system mm-hmm. i get what you're saying like how is that going to happen <clears throat> maybe it's some other form of s- economic system right or 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 whatever right but i think that some people would pose the question of are is the inability to find or come together a direct result of that system are the are the people of power instituting Ideas or uh, social constructions or legislation that is purposefully keeping us from that class consciousness. Marx never,
1: Marx never addressed that. Do you get my question? Though I do get okay. your question. Marx, Marx, in his writings, never once addressed how to solve the problem of individual, of overcoming individual Mm self-interest. He just talked about class consciousness. And the reason why class consciousness can't be reached is because the owners own the media and therefore the media always spends spends division. Yes. That is his, that's, that's my question. That is, that was Marx's answer to that. Um, and I would, to that, I would, to that, I would say like, To an extent, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I think we all see that we're all influenced by media, yeah, and because that's that's who's telling we're us. We're influenced by morons on Instagram. That's who t- that who <laughs> that who that's who's telling us the information, right? Yeah. So it's through their lens that we're getting information, right? But in but in a free society, obviously we have the ability to go and get get um, especially alternative views. Al- alternative or, views. We yeah. have the ability to to not just have one view shoved down our throat. Yeah. Keep in mind, Marx was writing in in mm-hmm. in mid eighteenth mid eighteen hundreds England, mm-hmm. vastly different time mm-hmm. than what we're living in right now. So does does his ideology transcend t- time and space one hundred percent full stop? Because it, a lot of Marxists and a lot of today's democratic socialists take his word for gospel mm-hmm. and and have not shifted at least not this author anyway has not shifted or amended any of Marx's really radical thinking to fit today's realities right and therefore like i think the whole the whole clash consciousness thing is, is ridiculous and you're saying that because i believe that capitalism way more than socialism protects m- minority preferences far more that's where i get that's where i i the 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 Positive relationship between capitalism and in and, and slavery that this author was trying to make, I, I completely disagree because I don't think it's necessarily positive. It doesn't have to necessarily be inverse. They are what they are. I think they are mutually. Ex- I think they are mutually exclusive systems. Okay. I think at times they can work to reinforce each other, but so can any economic system with the with the wrong people in power. There's there is a marriage between government this is where pure capitalism doesn't work. This is where Adam Smith falls short, mm-hmm. right? I'm not going to take Adam Smith's writings for complete gospel. Like, I'm not going to take Marx's writings for complete gospel. right? So the, so Adam Smith would come back and say, well, through, through, by allowing everybody to, by allowing the market to dictate everything, market to dictate our just like, basically our decisions, who's m- making what, is that you're basically, you're meeting the needs of the people better because what is popular is going to survive. What isn't popular is going to die out. Mm -hmm. And that's, those are harsh words to use, Uh, not actually saying dying out, but people will make, people will make this, will make choices Mm -hmm. based on what is going to sell. So if you have, we're talking about what we're, how resources are going to be allocated in a socialist system. And that's through a democratic process. So like all of the people come together and they determine this is what we're going to make. And if you're in that minority, what you have isn't going to be made whereas if there is a even a small niche for something in a capitalist society look at, you can go on the internet and look how many different things you can find mm-hmm. for your own preferences mm-hmm. in someone like a majority of the of the the, the majority of the country could look at the, if you're doing this through a socialist like this democratic socialist system that they're talking about your needs may not be met because the masses don't value that as a use of resource but you do mm-hmm I want a Truman bobblehead. Mm -hmm. Guess who? Someone made a Truman bobblehead because there is a demand for it. (laughs) Damn right. There is exactly. So I'm just, I'm just saying I, I believe that I just, I firmly believe that they're not intrinsically linked. I think that is a, that is a false linkage, not a false, not, not a true, not a false dichotomy.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Anyway, So I, I just, that really, really made me mad because especially the author gives, and it's on Instagram, but the author gives absolutely zero evidence to support any of his claims at all. Well, yeah. He just says like capitalism leads to exploitation. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, do you mind explaining what is exploit, what is exploit, like what is exploitation? Mm -hmm. Where exploitation is occurring? Like, can we quantify that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just, just really, really, it just, it just drove me nuts because I don't think that necessarily any socioeconomic system like capitalism or any socioeconomic system like socialism, I don't think socialism necessarily is going to lead to, is going to lead to all of the bad things that they, people say it's going to it has historically done. And I don't think cap, pure capitalism, we're talking about mixed, there's got to, there's gray area. There's, 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 it's a mixed. there's, Mixed economies all over the world that work. I don't know. I just.
0: The problem is it's on Instagram, Jake.
1: (laughs) Well, don't post stuff like that on Instagram.
0: Well, why not? The point, I think, is to be, to provoke thought. Because I saw the same thing. I saw the same exact thing you're talking about right now. And my first reaction was like, well, come on. That's the problem is, is the, 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 uh, um, what was the term you use? Uh, just the definitive statement mm-hmm. of this. Absolutely. absolute. There you go. The absolute statement. And we run into this all the time, whether it's Twitter, you can only use a certain amount of characters, Instagram, where it's based on imagery, you know, there's these absolute statements made all over social media platforms. And that's why I wanted to start a podcast where we can kind of. Break down these ideas. Let's explore these ideas. Um, even during that discussion, I'm introducing counter questions that might be introduced, and you said that they've been in- mm-hmm. introduced, right? But we have that nuance in and exploring in a conversation in a podcast. That's why I like podcasts. Yeah. You don't get that on these on these images, but I think that the idea there. I hope that the idea there is to like. It's a very absolute statement, right? And some people are going to take it for face value. It's just like, oh, man. <laughs> I mean, how much of a drone do you need to be to, uh, to think like, well, I don't want to be... If, if me p- believing in a capitalist system also makes me racist, I guess I better turn against a capitalist system. There might be people who think that way. You know what I mean? But for me, it gives me pause of like, okay, right there, that's that's provoking someone... As a as an observer or an analyst, I'm gonna go, I could see how that would make someone go, Oh, what is the tie there? Mm-hmm. And is that absolute? Let's yeah. look into that. Not everybody thinks like that, but I got you.
1: Okay, well the yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, other side of your argument. Okay, someone looks at that and says, So if I espouse a capitalist mm-hmm. ideology, this person thinks I'm racist? Oh. Does this person think I'm racist for sitting here sitting here defending the socioeconomic system of capitalism? Ask that question. Ask it. I know what the answer is going to be from this person. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> yeah. But, and, but, we would st- and we would still remain acquaintances for
0: sure, but. Online, you don't ask that question. No, I know. You sit down in person. I know. We, that's you, why you we need to get this person on. This yeah, podcast. for sure.
1: The um, last last note I'll make yeah. is that um, I had an economics professor in college who basically said racism is in, is inefficient. It has no place in it. Has no place in economics. Right. And
0: that's that's that, interesting.
1: That is so. I would say that discriminatory practices are antithetical to true capitalism Mm. because capitalism is all about efficiency and if racism and discrimination is inefficient inherently and here's why because if the best person to do capitalism is all about the best person to do the do the thing or build the thing most efficiently at the lowest cost right if that person is of like, and you're discriminating and you're lessening that pool, mm-hmm. say the best person to do that is a, is a person of color and mm-hmm. you're not allowing that person to do it. And you're filling it with somebody who's not as efficient. That's creating inefficiency in your workplace. That is right. antithetical to the capital, to the pure capitalist ideology. Therefore, racism is antithetical. I believe mm-hmm. at the base level is antithetical because it's discriminatory. And therefore it's in, in, and it's inefficient.
0: Where'd you take an economics course? At Clark. Okay. You have such a well-rounded education. I'm, Kind of jealous.
1: I pushed myself to take classes in all sorts of different.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. beautiful. Because, uh, as you know, I was English major mm-hmm. and then switched to history, but I still minored in English, right? And just these Marxist, Marxist ideas and and uh, beliefs were kind of just you just threaded throughout. Throughout, yeah. mm-hmm. especially English, like oh, it's Rousseauian in, yeah. in nature, yeah, and and even in even in history, right? But but then I got to take classes like I was like, you know what? I don't know enough of this, so political science. So let's take some political science courses, right? And I did, and it challenged everything else the professors kind of taught. Not challenge them like they're wrong, but mm-hmm. like stop and think about
1: it, yeah. maybe. Yeah, when we say challenge, it's like stop and think about it, there's a different perspective. It doesn't mean that your perspective is wrong mm-hmm. necessarily. It just means that there's a different way of thinking about things and, right. it's re- and it just allows you to reframe.
0: And nothing's absolute. That and You know what taught me that? It wasn't until this stupid ethics course. It's like we were in a discussion of ethics like is this right or wrong? I don't think it's absolute. Mm-hmm. In certain situations, that might be right. In certain certain situations, that might also be wrong. Yeah. Um, and I think that argument can be made a lot, obviously, with... Um, I don't know, everything we talk about on this show, you know, except for one thing that is 100%, 100% unwavering and absolute is Trailblazers are the best team in the NBA.
1: I agree. <laughs> <laughs> They're never going to lose. Right.
0: Uh, so we got a few minutes left here before uh, we got to get going. I just wanted to say... The court's on fire right now, dude. I was going to see
1: if you're going to bring up the court. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course I am. I knew you're going to. Yeah. I figured that had to have been when I saw all of that. I was on the on the docket. So, what's your take on it? What do you think?
0: I oh, I'm I I'm very interested in. I kind of want to tap into the this administration's supporters and kind of just uh, see if I can find reactions to the rulings and mm-hmm. opinions of the rulings yeah. on the on the right because. I mean, two
1: of their boys switched teams,
0: right? So
1: with the which I hate that whole notion of teams on the Supreme right court. But, yeah, you know. well, I mean,
0: as we've mentioned before, it's it's literally shouldn't it be based on interpretations mm-hmm. and loose or strict, right? Yeah.
1: And we knew, and this is the this is the, when I went long time ago. I defended Gorsuch, saying that he is a he's a very much a precedent kind of guy. Yeah. And even though he's a conservative ideo- ideologue, he doesn't necessarily, he won't necessarily vote that way if there's precedent. He's going to, he's going to write follow his rulings. Precedent. He's going to follow precedent. Right. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Yeah.
0: Um, so the ruling on LGBTQ plus rights, um, you know, some people are like, hold on, three people are just like F the LGBTQ plus community. And I argue not necessarily. Mm-hmm. This is, I think this is a, a ruling based on interpretation.
1: Do you know who wrote the dissent for that? Was that Alito?
0: I didn't or read Clarence it. Thomas? I didn't read it. Okay. Yeah. I want to read the dissent I should, on yeah, that. Yeah, me too. Me too. That's a great point. Um, and then, so uh, they ruled that you can't discriminate because of sex, mm-hmm. is kind of what it includes. Yeah. It includes, um, and includes they, they, gay and transgender employees. So they,
1: they what's crazy is that. Ruth Bader Ginsburg was instrumental in in, um, starting the whole argument of, like, discrimination based on sex. And then this has come full circle with her on the bench. It's a pretty cool story.
0: It is cool. It is cool. Um, And then uh, the DACA ruling, Um, which what I found when I was reading a little bit more on it was based on the administration's inability to make a sound argument against ending the DACA Mm -hmm. program. So, which I think is also interesting.
1: That is interesting in a in a way because that's the second time Trump has lo- the Trump administration has lost a big case mm-hmm. because of their inability to form a good a, a good case. Yeah, and that's in, why in, in, in both times, including race, mm-hmm. right. The, the uh well the or citizenship right so the citizenship question on the on the census mm-hmm. was voted down because they couldn't come up they couldn't make a good argument and then they lost the DACA case on the same thing. It's so beautiful. This is what you get. Ultimately, this is what is so ironic, right? Mm-hmm. Is that his his complete his complete undermining and depleting of uh, of the brain trust in our in our civil service mm-hmm. in our civil service bureaucracies. Has led to the two biggest court failures of this administration. His own incompetence and his own his his just need to surround himself with lackeys and yes men mm-hmm. is co- is costing him. And the people who who are idiot because he's not ideological. We've determined he's not ideological, but there are people behind him who mm-hmm. are supporting him who are very ideological. Mm-hmm. Have now caught their support for him as like as they're putting him as like the ma- uh, on the mantle of their cause mm-hmm. has costed them two huge rulings.
0: Right. Right. And I'm also thinking about, you know, that's why I want to, if I could find a way to tap into his supporters and their reactions to these mm-hmm. rulings, but he's so, he's so into MAGA and his base that he, what do you think that because this group of people want to be able to discriminate based on, Gender identity that if you bring it to the courts, that's just going to be overturned based on popularity.
1: Yeah, that's that, what he thinks. He's just a populist, <laughs> right? It how mean, he just thinks how that. How
0: beautiful is it that this structure is in place to to stamp out minority ideas like that? Yeah, based on whether it's the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, or uh, an inability to make an uh, a coherent argument, or even
1: majority opinions.
0: Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, but I'm I'm just connecting the minority because in his mind he thinks that this is what the people want, uh-huh. and we're gonna make it happen. Yeah. Well, no, well, there's a system of checks and balances for a reason, and this dude is jumping through any loophole he can, but running up to these massive rulings. It's just. You're not CEO mm-hmm. of America, bro.
1: Well, it, well, there you go. That's the difference between a business. Business delivers exactly what the people want. Mm-hmm. You take a consensus. This is what they want. You put the product out of what they want. Yep. Government's not like that, and therefore, you maybe you should elect somebody who knows that government's not a business right. and it shouldn't be ran like one. Right. But then you wouldn't have Trump. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm scared to see what comes out of the Republican Party in 2024, mm-hmm. the next election. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be Trump, but smarter? Mm-hmm. Someone who knows the game, but knows how to speak like Trump?
0: Right. The bar's been set.
1: That's scary. Yeah. Because Trump's own incompetence has saved us in a lot of aspects. Yeah. Someone who's smarter worries me. It, because right now that has that ideology has taken over the Republican Party and that's going to be here for time right. for a long time to come. It's not going to go back to the middle. We're not going back to a Romney-ish type Republican Party. Right. We're going full tilt into the Tom Cottons, the yes. uh, the Chuck Grassleys, Yikes. the those guys. Yeah. Those guys, the the Jim Jordans. Though that's the future of the Republican Party, not Mitt Romney. Ben Romney might as well just switch parties and go to the Democratic Party because...
0: <laughs> I'm thinking, I was just thinking about, you know, and I, you and I have mentioned uh, before, like, it's going to take some altruistic politician president uh, to come in there and be like, let me limit my power because it's been expanded too much. Sign me up. Right? How? I just think I just am, was running through the scenario real quick, just beep, 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 through my head. You get a president in there. He or she is like, I'm going to... I'm going to restrict the the executive branch's power a little bit because we've gotten too far from where we were initially, you know, designed to be. Mm-hmm. Let's just say this president here, she is a Democrat, right? Imagine the right just like, oh, good, yeah, limit your own power, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> you get where I'm going? Yeah. You get where I'm going? Right, yeah, like, oh, yeah, okay, this Democrat's shooting themselves in the foot, yeah, screw them, they're going to limit their power okay well now the republican gets in office and now those restrictions are on that same office
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: <laughs> it, it's just it's just a hypocrisy that drives me bananas yeah. but i also think your fear is is valid it's a little scary i just hope it'll never happen i can't imagine it happening but i would love to just see someone go in there and be like all right let's just rain it back a little bit and kind of there's these checks and understand the checks and balances and, and restrict that office.
1: Why is it that everybody pays window dressing to that? And mean? then never does it. Talking oh, about right, checks right, and balances and right. the in the constitutional process mm-hmm. and all that. And then they when they get in, they expand it.
0: Maybe a fear of uh real re election and, and opportunity. Self interest. Yeah. Unless you're Joe Biden, and I'm just throwing this out there, someone like Joe Biden who's going to die, and you know maybe you don't got two terms in you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let's, I don't know. And maybe Trump doesn't have a second term in him either. He stands weird. Sorry.
1: He does stand really weird. (laughs) It drives me insane. He leans forward. Mm -hmm. It's really odd. Sticks his butt out mm -hmm. and
0: leans forward. I, I saw images of it this morning, and I can't get it out of my head. Anyways, we'll see.
1: Uh, Dude, just—I was trying to go through all the different things that that man has bungled. Yeah, dude, it's insane. The list is insane. Language,
0: uh, marriages.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm just talking about national crises. I I know. Cal- the California wildfires, the the hurricane that he drew the little Sharpie bubble on to show that it was going to actually hit Alabama. The yeah. um or tenant or whoever there was, yeah. was some something like, up there. Yeah, some yeah, some Northwest. state that it was never gonna touch. And the <laughs> <laughs> the uh just dude, like this is your guy? That guy? Yeah. Like dude.
0: Dude, he's got their interests at heart. He all he cares about is the American people.
1: Dude, the man has never, the man has never lifted a shovel on a day of work, like day of hard work in his life, and yet all these people who bust their ass in the construction field every single day think that that man stands in solidarity with them or understands their life in any way, shape, or form. That's yeah. ridiculous. He is no more of a con man than every other politician that you say is a con man on the hill. Yeah,
0: he posted a video. Um of a, a guy rapping about, like, Joe Biden and, like, all of his, like, shortcomings. Mm-hmm. And and in the rap, it was like, you were raised in a suburb. And I'm like, Trump is posting this where the guy disses Biden for being raised in a suburb.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: The millionaire we, has we, our interests. Yeah, what are we... Our sure. best interests. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, dude. He's, he's a... He's a special boy.
1: He's a special boy. You know what? I can't cross an umbrella book.
0: The Bolton book. Mm -hmm. Dude. He's been, he's been, uh, he was silent pretty much all day yesterday, which I found kind of interesting. Um, because that's when everything like you look anywhere else and they're talking about the book.
1: He came out and slammed Goodell this morning though. The commissioner of the NFL. Did he? Yeah. Oh, and
0: he's been kind of, he's been trying to shut down Bolton pretty hard. Um, Threatening today. lawsuits and yeah, stuff. Yeah. 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 Uh, Roger Goodell. Yeah.
1: Goodell's an idiot. He is an idiot. The I man's a complete clown. Yeah. The only reason why he went full Black Lives Matter is because there was aides that were going to like there was AIDS that were going to out him for like not coming out and saying stuff because the NFL was going to stay silent on this. Like that was like the marching orders and people and aides like within the league office were like they were going to start releasing stuff. Yeah. And so he came out and was like, but to get ahead of it started with the whole like we're going to allow players anneal black lives matter and all that kind of stuff like so that just gets back to like my like the whole constructivist argument yeah. of like how i like do it is that i our ideas interests and do it, it do interest how the interplay of interests and ideas and like are people actually are people actually altruistic or they or do do like corporations and government or people in power or people who have um, influence do they just pay window dressing but really are just pursuing their own material self-interest right. or i or our ideas actually interests that then drive our motivations philosophical question for another day but yeah. just something to think rest
0: about. rest on that <laughs> think on that <laughs> all right <laughs> uh we'll talk to you guys next week bye, bye. They will yeah.